the middle of a series called Overwhelmed. I know that I'm the only one in here that's ever been overwhelmed. So the rest of y'all just have to just put up with this series in. See there? Yeah. So I know how y'all act. So, so today we're talking about faith versus fear. And fear can overwhelm you. And so we have got to get control of fear. Fear will lock you up. Uh, anybody ever been uh, locked up in fear other than me? Uh, my, my aunt was like my sister. She's a year and a half older than me, two, two grades ahead of me. And I was driving up the road, and there was a car wreck, a log truck. Logs fell off of the truck. Uh, the logs fell off the truck and hit the car. And I pull over, and I look, and that's her car. And I get out of the, my truck, and I'm running. And all of a sudden, they put a tarp over the car, and my legs became jello because I thought she's dead. But she wasn't. It was raining. But you know how fear will grab you. And so we have got to take control of fear. Fear will slip up on you. That's something that just grabbed me in an instant, and I had to overcome that. But you know what? Fear will slip up on you and control your life. You are a product of either faith or fear, of encouragement or discouragement. And you can become overwhelmed because Job said it like this, this thing I have feared has come upon me. He was sacrificing to keep his, he knew his kids wasn't living right and he, and he, he was afraid and he was doing everything he could to protect his kids and now this thing I have feared. He was operating out of fear and not faith and so there are 74 times in the Bible it says, fear not. There are 29 times in the, in the Bible it says, do not be afraid. Okay, God's trying to say something, isn't he? So let's not be afraid. Let's, let's, let's break it down. And let me say this, where the will of God is known, that's where faith begins. Okay? Jesus is perfect doctrine. I don't care your opinion. You shouldn't care about my opinion. We have to follow what the Bible says. And it is God's will for that man to be healed. And it is God's will for that man to be blessed in business. And it is God's will for this young man to stand up for God. And it's the will of God for you to be blessed. It's for, God wants to provide for you. God wants you well. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Let's get it right. Because there's so many opinions, and I mean popular preachers have these crazy opinions, and they're not based on the Word of God. They're based on experience. And your experience can lead you down the wrong path. Your experience can break your heart, and you think, well, God did it. God did this to me. No, bad things happen to good people. We're in a cursed earth. But there are things you can do to stop the curse, and there are things that you can do can call the curse to you. If the blessing's like a dog, and you want your dog in your lap, you call it. <whistles> or if you're a hunting man like me, you got beagles, help, 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 come on. And you're calling the blessing to you. You need to be calling the things of God to yourself. And we'll talk about that as we go along. But we need to recognize our faith is strengthened. And when it's strengthened, our fear is weakened. And when you're operating in fear, you got to say, wait a minute, I need to get some faith in my life. When I begin to question the Word of God, well, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Should I pray for them? Should I not pray for them? See, that's the enemy putting doubt into my heart what God told me to do. And my own mind is an enemy. What will people think if I come in here with a wig on? 
you know. We, we, you know, that's what your mind, your mind will run. What will people think if I, if I serve God? What, what will people think if I, if, if I learn to pray better? Uh, come on. So, so faith moves God, fears moves Satan. Are you ready? Fear is under the curse of the law. Deuteronomy 26, 85. I've got a lot of scripture. If you look, anybody need sermon notes? I'm sorry. Everybody needs sermon notes. Let's get them because there's a lot of notes in here that you need to study this out. And you need to go back to it when fear starts rising up. When the doctor says, you got something, you need to fight that fear. When they call you and say your child is just not doing too good, you need to fight that anger and that fear with the word of God. Huh? When you start tallying up and you don't have enough money to, to pay the bills at the end of the month, you need to attack that fear with some faith. So Deuteronomy 28, 65. Now this Deuteronomy 28 starts that if thou should hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all that he has written and all that he has done, if you'll observe and do it, you'll be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed coming in, blessed going out. But this is the curse and when you don't obey God, you know what? We're still in reaping and sowing. It's not that God wants to punish you. You're going to reap from your actions and from your faith or from your fear. Because fear will lock you up. I'm not going into business. I, I can't take that job. I'm comfortable with my job. I like this job. I've liked a bunch of jobs that I left because God wanted me to go to a better one. Just say it. Or God wanted to increase me. And so you got to look at it. Deuteronomy 28, 65, it says, And among those nations you shall find no rest, nor shall your, the sole of your feet having a resting place. But there the Lord will give you a trembling heart, failing eyes, and anguish of soul. Your life shall hang in doubt before you. You shall fear day and night and have no assurance of life. In the morning you will say, Oh, that it was evening. And in the evening you will say, Oh, that it was morning. Because of the fear which terrifies your heart, and because of the sight, or because of the sight which the, your uh, eyes see, natural eyes will see things that will bring fear to your life. So, so let's look at another one. Fear is not natural to the newborn believer. If you believe in Jesus, you're born again, and fear is not supposed to be natural to you. But guess what? If fear is natural to you, you got to break that. You need to break a hold of that. And so look at, look at, look at 1 John 4, uh, 15. Whoever confesses Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. And we have uh, known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Love has been perfect, perfected among us in, that, in this that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. If God is love, there's no fear in God. But perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment, but he who fears has been made perfect in love. Or he uh, who fears has not, has not been made perfect in love. No, there's no fear in God. When you have fear attack you, that's not God. Now the Bible says to fear the Lord, but that means respect him and honor him and, and be in awe of him. Nobody's in awe of God. Nobody's in, nobody respects the president, the governor. Nobody respects law enforcement anymore. And if they're not doing that, they're not respecting God. And I hate to tell you this, and I'm not trying to build myself up, but I'm the pastor here. And if you can't respect me, you're not respecting God. 
If you can't respect your wife, you're not respecting God. If you can't respect your children, you're not respecting God. If you on this side can't respect this side, you're not respecting God. Because the Bible says if you don't love your brother, you, you can't love God whom you have not seen. It's that, that simple. We have to respect and honor one another. And, and so uh, one other before we dive into this, therefore fear is not given by God. 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God does not give us fear. God does not make us afraid. You know, I talked a little bit about last week, you know, when your kids start driving, you hear every siren now. Because the devil's trying to put fear on you to make you believe that your children are going to have a car wreck. My grandmother, every time she heard a helicopter, it's a medevac. I said, we live by an army base. It's an army base. But you always go to the worst thinking, you know. I, I told you, she, her, her picture's in the, in the book. Yeah, dictionary. Yeah, remember. A warrior. World's grace. And we can't be that way. We can't walk in fear. We can't operate in fear. We can't operate in worry. And we have to maintain our faith walk. So number one, what's the difference between faith and fear? What's the difference between faith and fear? We're going to bounce through these, but I've got a lot of scripture because, again, my opinion don't count. And you can say, well, you have an opinion on the word. I do, but I back it up with the word. You don't know how many thousands of scriptures I had to take out of this so we can get through this today. But let's dive into this. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Before we dive into Hebrews, faith is a spiritual force. Are you with me? You are a spirit. The Bible says the belly of a man is a candle of the Lord. You are a spirit. Can't live up here. We got to learn to live in this. And, 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 and we judge if it's from here because it's love and it's faith. But if it's up here, it's going to be fear and doubt. And you have to make this get in agreement with your spirit. So, so let me, the, the Lord reminded me of this. If you're sitting in here today and you have a need in your life, and I'm sure there's several in here, if you have a need in your life and you think faith and fear is just, this is not the sermon I need, that's okay. The Holy Spirit's here. He's the teacher. And I have sit in your spot a thousand times and the pastor take off and I'm like, Lord, I need an answer to this. And I've been in a Baptist church and got the answer to this. And I've been in a Methodist church and got the answer to this that I needed. It doesn't matter where you're at. The Holy Spirit, your teacher, yeah, he gives me things to say. But these things that I say are anointed to stir up what God's trying to speak to you. So as you hear me, listen to this too. He'll answer questions. He'll answer questions. And he'll prolong the service till you get your question answered. And somebody may stop you walking out the door and say, you know what? I just feel like I need to say this to you. God will answer questions. You know, remember the old commercial, Got Milk? Well, you got questions? God will answer. So, faith's a spiritual force. It's God's creative power. Faith is God's creative power. Dwelling on the inside of you. Hebrews 11 is the faith chapter. Verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. Everybody in the Old Testament that the elders is talking about, but some of y'all are elders too. I don't care how old you are, you're faith elders. And you can obtain a good testimony. Verse 3, By faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. God used his faith to create this universe. 
You ever think about that? God is the God of faith. And so, so, so it says, by faith, we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. And I love it that, you know what? Anybody got a picture on the wall at the house of their kids? And is it framed? Yes, you have several pictures that are framed. God framed out what he wanted the earth to be like. And he framed out what he wanted you to be like in 2023. And he's trying to pull you up to what he wants you to be like. He's trying to change you into what Jesus wants you to be. Me too. Me too, Lord. And he's framing us with the word of God. And every time we hear the word of God and, pre and receive the word of God, he's framing us into what he wants us to be. He framed the world and he spoke it into existence with his faith. In verse 4, by faith Abel uh, offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained a witness that he was righteous, and God testifying of his gift that through, and though he's dead, uh, he still speaks. Verse 5, by faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had the testimony that he pleased God. Come on, that's, the, that's all it should be. That's, that's, what, that's the testimony we want. Not that I'm a millionaire, not that I will have super health, that I want to please God. Amen? And really, I read all that to get to this. Verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God's a rewarder. But you got to seek him. And without faith, you can't please him. Enoch, please God. I just said that should be our testimony that we want to please God. That means we have to walk by faith. The Bible says the just will walk by faith. And this is not all a faith message, but it is a, it's what we're combating our fears with. In Romans 12, 3, for I say, through the grace given unto me to everyone who's among you, do not think of himself more highly than he ought, but to think soberly as God has dealt to, dealt to each one a measure of faith. Each one has faith. Say, I have faith. Now, you know what? I, I got a bicep right here, and it ain't very big. Because I don't work it that much. And the older I get, it's getting smaller and smaller. And I have to on purpose work it. I waited too late. Wait a minute. Some of y'all have bigger. But wait a minute. We all have biceps. We all have faith. Do you have strong faith? Or do you have weak faith? Do you have great faith? Or do you have little faith? Do you have fake faith? Fame. King James Fake faith. Do you have shipwreck faith? Glory, I love God, I love God. And oh, it's all what happened. Oh, I, quit. I can't, I can't, God didn't do it. I just don't know what. Shipwreck faith. No, don't matter what happens, we're not going to shipwreck our faith. We're going to serve God. And you have faith, but is it developed? Let's start developing our faith. Amen? All right, let's talk about fear. Oh, boy. Fear is a spiritual force. Satan's destructive power. It's the substance of things not desired. Remember Hebrews 11, the things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Come on. Peter's fear brought him failure. Man, we dog him for it. Shoot, that man got out and walked on water. But he started looking at the world around him and the waves and the water. And then it, and his mind goes, you're not supposed to walk on water. No, I'm not. 
and Jesus grabs him by the hand. But you know what? By faith, you need to be a wet, it's better to be a wet water walker than a dry boat sitter. Well, look at him. Who does he think he is? I can't believe he's out there trying to be like Jesus walking on the water. Don't be that way. I love that story. We ain't got time to go into it. But you know when he said, hey, Jesus, if that's you, bid me come to you, I like this way. Jesus, if that's you, make me like you. He said, come on. Come on. Can y'all hear Jesus saying, come on. Believe me. Let me walk with you. Trust me. Trust me with your life. Trust me with your life. Trust me with your kids. Trust me with your finances. Trust me with your house. Trust me with your car. Trust me with your job. Trust me. Okay. It's a spiritual attack. Fear. Number two, how do faith and fear work? Okay. I want to grow my faith and I want my fear to dissipate. You're always going to have fear. How many of y'all stepped in a mud hole today coming into church? Water, out of your car. You waded right on through it. You got to wade right on through fear too. You can hold your hands up so they don't get fear on them, but you got to wade through it. You just keep pressing on. Fear is here to stop everybody. That's why Jesus rebuked Peter so hard when Jesus said, I've got to go to the cross. I've got to go die. And Peter said, just right after he said, you're the Messiah, he goes, no, you can't die. And he said, get thee behind me. Because Jesus is dealing with it too. He didn't want to die on the cross. Remember in the garden, he said, Father, if this cup can pass from me, you're going to have to deal with fear. Bow up. Bow up. Go wade through it. Just like wading through a mud hole, you're going to get through the other side. So, Romans 10, 17, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Faith is developed by hearing. Not only hearing, but how about meditating? Anybody ever meditate on fear? On what I'm going to do. Remember last Sunday? On what I'm going to do, on what I'm going to do, on what I'm going to do, on what I'm going to do. That's meditating on fear. I'm an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb. Take authority over fear. I drive it out. God's got me. Do you know there's victory in Jesus? Even if I die, I win. Come on, get fear off of death off the table. Because that's what the devil uses, fear of death, to hold you in bondage. That's what the Bible says. But that's been broken. Glory to God. We're stepping off into glory. Hey, been too many people been there and back. So faith is developed by hearing, meditating, and acting on the word. Don't forget to act it out. I'm going to skip Proverbs 4.22 for time's sake, and dive into James 1.22, but it says, Be ye doers of the word, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. You deceive yourself when you don't do the word of God. Oh, I love God. I believe God. But no action follows. We have to have action. Mm -hmm. When we come to church, that's action. But then again, we have to receive. I'm going to pass out ball gloves and just start throwing a baseball at people. And, and, you know, you catch it, but that's receiving. You hear me? I'm going to receive that. You need to be going, ooh, I like that. I want that. I want my faith to grow. If we're talking about I want my fear to dissipate, I take that. 
I'm taking that to heart. My fear will dissipate and my faith will grow. And I will not be moved. I will be moved by faith. I will not be moved by fear. See, action plays a big part into it uh, as well. Doing the word grows our faith. And faith is speaking those things which are not as though they were. That's how you combat your faith. And that's where you go to, Ab to the story of Abraham in Romans 4, 16. And, and listen, listen, let me just go ahead and establish this. In case you haven't been a churchgoer your whole life, Abraham's our father by faith. He's my father. He's your father. I'm not Jewish. I may be way on back, but, you know, I don't think so. But it doesn't matter. But I, because I'm a believer, Abraham's my father. And what he's received and how he received it, I can get that too. Okay? So here's the story. It says, therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace. Grace and faith go hand in hand so that the promise might be sure to all the seed. Because see, see, right there, we, we missed that. All this, well, I don't know if God really wants me to, to, to do it for me. Grace. I don't know if I'm worthy. Grace. I, I, I'm not smart enough. Grace. I'm not in, you know, we should endeavor on purpose to be in the right place at the right time with the right people. And if you ever find yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people, you need to call on grace. Get me out of this. Uh-huh. Well, okay, I'm going to talk to the young people just for a second. Wrong place, wrong time, wrong people. You're in a car with somebody that's drinking and driving. Okay? Ooh, help me out of here, Lord. Wrong place, wrong time. I won't be in the right place at the right time with the right people. That's where God's blessing's at. Okay? So, according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed. We're the seed of Abraham, and the promise is sure. Not only to those who are of the law, that's the Jewish people, but those who are of the faith of Abraham. That's me. That's you. Who is the father of us all? As it is written, I've made you the father of many nations, not just one nation, in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which be or all those things which do not exist as though they did. Now, God did that from the beginning. And if you've been here enough, you've heard me say in Genesis 1, God created heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, darkness upon the face of the deep. And then God looked and saw the darkness, and he didn't go, whoo, sure is dark out there. That's what we do. But he calls those things which be not, not is, not is there's no light. And God looked and saw the darkness and said, light be. And the Holy Spirit, hovering on the waters, created light. Do you know you have angels and the Holy Spirit wanting to create for you? If you're in business, it's customers. If you're working by the hour, it's a raise. But he's going to give you wisdom how to work harder in the eight hours you work. You got to change your attitude. I ain't working for these people like that. I am. I did. I do. Whatever it takes, we're going to do it. Because you're there to build a kingdom of God. Not make money, but God will increase you because you're putting the kingdom first. That's how you put the kingdom first. They're going to come up and say, how come you work so hard? Well, Jesus told me to. What do you mean Jesus told me? He said, do everything is unto him and do it with all my might. And I'm doing it with all my might. 
I'm raising these cows with all my might and these chickens with all my might, whatever you're into, I'm telling you, God wants to bless it. So, so they used to call me, I coach softball, and they'd have me do the prayer. When they, you're not supposed to have prayer at high school. I get up on the intercom. And you know, if we all want, I want my team to win. Hey, we're football today. It's the Holy Spirit. We're praying for the, for, for, for whoever. I don't want to make anybody mad. The Cowboys to win. No. Love you, Susan. Sorry. We're praying that they win. No, you pray that your team does the best of their ability because God can care less who wins. But God will bless that you, you start praying for them individually to play the best. And that's what I prayed, that both teams would be safe and that they'd play the best of their abilities. And the girls would come up, why didn't you pray that we win? I said, God doesn't care you win. He wants you to do good, though. He wants your ability to shine. He's wanting you to feel good about yourself. And he's wanting to let you know that he's backing you, even playing a stinking softball game. I used to tell my daughter, he's going, he blesses what you put your hand to, a glove and a bat and a ball. And I've seen her go down for a grounder and a bad hop, and she catches the ball with her right hand right in the face. God blessed her. I mean, snagged it right here. Snap, popped her hand. Come on. God is our protection. God wants to be involved in what we're doing. And I don't have a clue where I'm at now. I just got off. It's all right. So God, Jesus is the author and developer of our faith. We already found out that we have faith, right? Well, guess who's helping your faith grow? Jesus. Hebrews 12, 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He's the author and developer of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He gave us faith to live by even though he's not here. He gave us the Holy Spirit to be our helper even though Jesus is not here physically. He's here spiritually through the Holy Spirit, and he's our helper. You got a problem at work. You got a problem with your husband. You got a problem with your wife. You got a problem with your kids. Quit griping and complaining and go to Jesus and ask the Holy Spirit, how do I deal with this? Woo, he's dealt with people harder than you, harder than your husband, harder than your job. Huh? He knows how to help people and turn them. My pastor worked oil field, and back in the day, you had pagers that were voice pagers. And he's sitting on the back row in a church service, but he's on call. And he has that, the, the, the speaker on, and the guy calling him, he cusses every other word. And he goes, that pager goes off, and he's trying to get it off. And you know how it is when you, I've seen y'all do it, the phone rings, and you can't turn it off fast enough. And he knows this guy's going to start cussing in church. And he said it was a miracle. He said he never said a single cuss word. He didn't know who or where I was at. But he said, man, God bless me, God help me, because whoo. That would have been embarrassing. Jesus, who's the author and finisher of our faith, he's our helper. He's developing your faith. And you know what? As you start getting into hearing his voice and developing your faith, he's going to bring back and show you things in your past. You know what? That was me. And I'm trying to help you. That was me. I told you not to buy that, or I told you to buy that, or I told you to do this. And I told you, you wanted this. And I closed the door because it wasn't going to be a blessing to you. I, you know, I know people, I can give you houses that they should, wanted to buy and they didn't buy. Cars they wanted to buy that they didn't buy. There are stories about hmm, not marrying somebody that you weren't supposed to marry. But, come on, but God, we'll get into that later. But anyway, God can heal anything. God can take care of anything. He's the author and developer. So let's talk about fear real quick. 
Fear works the same way. Fear works or comes by seeing the world and hearing the word of the world. We're going to have interest rates are going to go higher. Maybe a depression's coming. See how the world, they start talking about all this stuff. Wash your news, really builds you up. Eh, wrong answer. Brings fear. Let's look at look at that. Eight inches of snow, four inches of snow. What is that about? And I mean, you know, it didn't come to pass. Are y'all trying to just make us watch you because you got the eight inches of snow? You know, let's be let's let's be mindful what we hear out there. Let's believe God and trust God. And God will tell you to do stuff off that's the, what people have done to be successful. He might lead you on a different path and you learn to follow him. Be careful who you ask to get in agreement with you because they may not can believe for that. So, fear is developed by meditating and acting on Satan's lies. I'm not doing that. That's action. I'm not going to do that. I've saw, I saw how that happened. Ain't, ain't, ain't Martha Faye and... and uh-uh. Fear not to move. I, I'm not going into business. I'm not stepping out. I'm not stepping out by faith. It, it don't work that way. Come on. God will kick you out sometimes. You want to blame everybody else, but God will move you out into the, you know what, to believe him. Learn, and it, and it ain't giant steps. I can't do it no more, but you know what? This is a natural step, seven inches down, foot wide. This is not a natural step. Therefore, I have to get up here and crawl around because I can't make that step. I did it seven years ago. Anyway, that's not a natural step. God has a natural order to grow your life, and he will supernaturally put you in place to where these baby steps We'll move you right on up because you're just going to follow him and you're going to walk with him and he'll restore everything you need, everything you think you've missed. He's a God of restoration, reconciliation. Fear is applied by speaking things that are not as though they were. So that's just the opposite of God. We call those things when they not. Well, I really need to talk to Miss Becky, but. I'm nervous. Uh, I don't know if she likes me or not, and uh, I need to ask her for a favor. She's a believer. You want to be afraid of Miss Becky? But, you know, she looked at me kind of funny, and I don't know if she likes me anymore. And I hadn't heard from her in a long time. That's how the devil works. They ain't bad pieces when they got a bad expression on their face. It has nothing to do with you. The devil will make your mind just run off with stuff. Well, I, I, I'm, I lost two. I'm lost. I hadn't make any money this month. I don't know what I'm on. No, uh, 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 uh. God's gonna bless what I put my hand to. I'm an overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm successful. I don't care if you're school teaching or whatever. You pray and you learn to believe in prayer. But you have to do your part. My daughter would call in college. We prayed all the time in high school. She goes, okay. I got a big test. I got a big test Friday. Uh, uh, you know, it's Friday morning. I got a big test in two hours. I need you to pray over me. I said, did you study? Yes, I did. I said, all right. We got faith that God's going to help you. You've done your part. And I'm going to even pray that he brings things up 
that you don't even, you didn't study, the teacher didn't bring up, but you're going to have the answers. But you've done your part. You have great faith now that God's going to help you remember. And so, Father, I pray that she remembers everything she studied, everything she's heard, and that you bring things up to her, Lord God, the correct answers when she has to figure it out. What prayer's for? And your success. We have got to believe God to make us a success, to increase us, to, 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 to make us smarter, to, to, make, to help us to figure out things. I can give you story after story where God helped me figure out this, figure out that, and, and you know what? I, I just got to know this. God, you got to help me. They need me. They're relying on me, but I'm relying on you. Mm-hmm. And God will show you. I, I was going to, I had an old sound system from the 60s in our church back in the day, and, and uh, they called me and said, we got a wedding, and the sound system's not working, and you've been messing with it a little bit and playing and trying to figure it out, and we need you to come help us. And I said, oh, Lord, help me. And I'm driving my old, my old truck and a uh, beater, you know, and it drives up and wobbling in there and block wheels. And I'm walking up the steps going into the church. And all of a sudden, I saw that somebody had unplugged the cord and put it in the wrong spot. And I walked in there, and just like there it was, and I went. And they started playing. I said, hey, see you all later. They thought I was a superhero, but it was God. And I told them so. I said, God showed me that. Walking, I had, that was probably about the first vision I ever knew that that was God. Showed, he showed me that. But you know what? After I started talking to him and asking him about it, he went back when I was 15, 16, when I was 18, when I was 19. He started, he showed, this was me talking to you. And you thought you was arguing with yourself. Anybody other than me ever argued with yourself? Most of the time you're arguing with God. And you're just too scared to step out because it's out of our comfort zone. He told me that, yeah, I want you to move. And I'm like, hey, moving? I know everybody in the little town I'm in. Everybody knows me. They still know me. And I'm like, why should I move? And lo and behold, two years, I was living there. He was preparing me and steps, you know, stretching me. God will stretch you. He'll give you a job that will stretch you. He'll take you places that you never dreamed of going. But it's to stretch you to believe for more or better. Mm, fear demands compromise of God's word. We, Jesus is perfect doctrine. We cannot compromise the word of God. And like I say, you hear all kinds of stuff on the internet, all your favorite preacher, be careful. Is it line up with the word what he says? Is it what Jesus said or is what their denomination believes or their group believes? And I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to call names. That's not my place. It's for you to hear the truth and for you to judge for yourself. And I want to go ahead and throw this out here. You have got to start believing for miracles because one day you may need one. More than likely you are. And we have to believe for miracles, and we can. The Bible says that we can have them. It's, it's one of the gifts of the Spirit, but that's, someplace, that's a place we got to go. Okay, number three, Why do, what do fear and faith produce when they're acted on? I know I just kind of hammered some of this, but listen, fear receive enters the heart and stops faith. 
I've seen people in faith, but they, 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 they've already received. I go in and try. Here's, here's where you pray for somebody. You go in, hey, what are you believing for? We're in the hospital. Are you believing? What are you believing for? And they'll say, well, I want you to pray for me so I can get up and get out of here. Okay, I'm going to get in agreement with you. Or I'm going to pray that the, the doctors, pray that the doctors do a great job and I just have a great recovery. Great. Luke was a physician. The Bible's full of medicine and all that good stuff. And so, great, I'm going to get in agreement with you. But here's what kills faith is I had a man tell me, let's pray that, they, that, that God would touch me and, and that the doctors be able to do something. And I, was, I said, all right, and I leave out the door. And the people in the room told me that. He goes, well, I never thought I'd, I would never get to go to the beach again. He's already dead right here because of fear. He gave up. The Bible says, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. Don't quit. If I get some kind of sickness or whatever, I'm going to die believing. I'm going after, I'm going to live by faith. I'm going to fight because we're in a battle. There's a curse in the earth. You know there's strep throat in the back of your throat already? It's a curse. We have to fight the good fight of faith. That's a scripture. We have to take a hold of the things of God. Jesus was tempted in every area that we're tempted in. Therefore, he was tempted with sickness. Headaches, sore throat, cancer. Matter of fact, it was all put on him when they beat him. That's what the Bible says. With his stripes, we were healed. So he's faced it. He's faced every sin. He was tempted by every sin, but yet he overcame. They had women throw themselves at him, men throw themselves at him, drugs offered to him, alcohol. Everything that you face, Jesus has faced it, and he overcame it. And we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And since the Super Bowls today, whoever your team is, you're pulling for the Chiefs, you can shout, we won, but you never stepped on the field. I won. I wasn't there, but Jesus died on the cross 2,000 years ago. He took my sin, my sickness, my pain, my lack, and he took hell for me 2,000 years ago so I don't have to deal with it. And when I do have to deal with it, I just apply the blood to it, and I take authority by the blood of Jesus. That's faith. Has anybody ever, you know, ever told, run off a stray cat around your house? You need to. Well, you need to run off sickness. You need to run the devil off. You need to run fear off. You need to run doubt off. Get off my kids. Get off me. Get out of my house in the name of Jesus. You're crazy, Pastor Brett. Yeah, but I win. <laughs> this is how you win. We live by faith. And you have to declare what you want, and you want peace in your house. You want your house. The Bible declares your house to be blessed. Well, you, it just doesn't happen. Well, I'm waiting on the Lord to bless my house. Can y'all see it coming anywhere? Well, there's a promise coming to you, but you got to call it in. You got to declare it and sing it and shout it and walk in it and say it's mine before you ever see it. Heaven's mine, and I haven't been there, and I haven't seen it. I know people who have, but heaven is still mine. I'm calling those things which be not as though they were, I'm going to heaven. I'm going to heaven. Can't talk me out of it. Sorry. You can try all you want, but I'm going. Amen. 
I'm going. That's how faith works. I'm healed. I'm whole. I got to fight through this. Headache. You got a headache in here right now? In the name of Jesus, I rebuke it. Be free of a headache. Well, why do you say that? Because something in my spirit said somebody got a headache. Anybody got a headache? I'm just, I'm not trying to fish. If that's you, be healed. Now, fear turns doubt and unbelief, and when acted turns doubt, turn, turns to doubt and unbelief, and when acted upon produces the law of sin and death. Faith acted upon, upon produces the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That's Romans 8, 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. There's a law of sin and death, sickness and disease, sin, death, but Christ has broke that off of us. You don't have to live in the curse anymore. I've been made free from the curse. Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law of sin and death. Romans 8.15, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you've received the spirit of a bondage by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Not fear. We're calling on God who does not have any fear, but nothing but love for us and nothing for, but, but blessing for us. So faith and fear make it all work. Which are you working? Let me call you out. If you're working fear, let's stop. Let's change. And it's hard here let's get it in here let's meditate the word let's change the word let's let's dig into the word number four how do i walk by faith and not by fear hmm. i i know it's, it seems like we're redundant but i'm trying to hammer this home because some of you will walk out of here still walking in fear and we got to break this off in the name of jesus because we overcome by the blood of the lamb the word of our testimony our testimony is our faith that we speak God released faith from the beginning, and God has given us faith. We're his children. You know, if you saw a picture of my dad, I look somewhat like him. But if you see my spirit, I look somewhat like God. And I want to look more and more like God, and you look like God. And it doesn't matter what color you are. If you're a different color, God, the most closest color we got of God is green, okay? That'll just upset you real quick. Don't matter. God's green up and down. And, you know, that's the color he uses in Revelation. But no man's seen him from the head up. But just know it just goes up. It doesn't matter what color you are. It's your spirit that what counts. You're a man of God. You're a woman of God. You're a child of God. And God has created you to live by faith and not by fear because fear will overwhelm you. And we need to be overwhelmed by the faith of God. Amen? Can you just say, I believe God, I, that, that, that's a pretty good key right there. No matter what happens, I believe God. And did you believe what we sang, that God's a good God? He's a good father? Hmm? James says he doesn't tempt us with evil, but he helps us to overcome evil. So abide in love is our first line if you look in there, or how about believe the love? How about believe the love? Believe the love that God has for you. 1 John 4, 16. 
And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Love, Lord, help our love walk to increase. Lord, help our love walk to get bigger. Help us to love our neighbor who is not lovable. I'm smiling. Y'all got some. You, you need to go and listen to stories of people who God sent them to love. There, there's a, a, one, a great pastor in California that just passed away. And God had him on. He traveled and ministered. And uh, he was stopped. And there's a penny. He's like, what's this, a penny? So he picks it up. And he wipes it off. And he puts it in his pocket. And he goes to the airport, and he goes in the bathroom before he gets on the plane, and there's a penny. And he picks it up, and he washes it off. And God said, every penny you pick up represents somebody that nobody loves. And he started seeing pennies everywhere he went. And God had him to start praying for people everywhere he went that needed the love of God, that were, were, were rejected and, and hurt. But you know what? Most people don't see themselves rejecting hurt. They build up these walls. I'm tough. But you, you, it's time to become self-aware. Are you in fear? Are you in faith? And the proof's in the pudding, as they say. What do you have to prove that you're in faith? What do you have that proves you're in fear? Are you locked up? Are you stuck? Have you been stuck for 20 years? Have you been stuck for 10 years? Doors aren't opening. You quite, it's not God. It's us that need to get in. Maybe we need to change our thinking and let God guide us instead of trying to bust the door down. So, I just read 1 John 4, 16. So, what we have to do is abide in love. Second, we need to capture, capture wrong thoughts or stop the fear before it enters in. Hmm? When you start, you know, so, so I did. I, every, I lived in a big city. You hear ambulances and my kids are driving. I'm like, I had to stop it. I do not care about that vehicle, but my children will live and not die. I don't care if they're in a car wreck. I don't care what happens. My God is our protection. My God covers them in the name of Jesus. I had to learn to combat fear. My grandmother, who I love dearly, she put fear in me of storms. We have a lot of storms in Louisiana, uh, lightning, thunder, um, tornadoes, winds, trees breaking. And you, you, as a kid, you ever stood at the porch and caught drops? Man, I'm about six years old. I'm catching drops. It's raining. Get in this house. You're going to get struck by lightning. Now, I'm, every time it rains, I'm looking for lightning. Not the smell of rain's good and rain is so good, it's water in the garden. I'm, I have fear every time a storm comes up. Matter of fact, it got bad. We're underneath the dining room table. So I'm 20 years old. I'm like, I'm a grown man thinking, why am I afraid? I'm working at a job and I'm like, okay, a storm coming up. I said, no, this is, this is over. I'm a child of God. I walked outside. I got right in the middle of the storm. Father, I thank you that you're my protection. I ain't worried about storms no more. I'm breaking this off my life in the name of Jesus. I break this fear off my life in the name of Jesus. Same thing as I had a friend of mine said, well, I'm just waiting on the call. What call? 
I'm just waiting on the doctor to tell me I got it. Got what? The worst thing you can get. I'm like, are you kidding me? How can you live life like that in joy and peace? Waiting on the worst thing to happen. Hmm? We have to capture wrong thoughts. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not uh, war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. For the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments, arguments. You're going to get struck by lightning. You get out there, you ain't going to you gonna be you going to die. Waiting on that phone call. I said, that's against the word of God. God said, you're blessed coming in and blessed going out. Well, it never happened to me. Well, change your thinking. Quit arguing. Exalt, uh, uh, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God comes from the word of God. Not experience. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Every thought. If it's a fear thought, grab it. Nope. It's not mine. Doesn't belong in my head. Cast it out. Cast it out. I don't know if I'm good enough to, I don't know if I can teach this class. I don't know if I can do this job. The next, if you look at your point there, don't take fear, bad thoughts, or cast you. Don't take fear and bad thoughts or cast your cares over on the Lord. Again, we, we, we've used this, 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7, Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due season, casting all your care for him, for he cares for you. Listen to me. Humble yourselves. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. I dwell in the secret place of the Most High God. And I abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I say of the Lord, he's my God, my fortress, in him do I trust. Are you going to abide in him and, let, and trust him? Yes, is the correct answer. Then drive out the fear. Drive out those arguments. Don't take fear, but submit under God. Jesus redeemed us for fear. And there's, I quoted it already, Galatians 3, 13 and 14. Christ has redeemed us. From the curse of the law, he became a curse for us. It is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, and that uh, we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. It's promised us. You know, I got three grandsons. If I promise them ice cream, they're going to hold me to it. I want it with a cone. The other one, I want it in a cup. But they expect me to do it. You know what? God's promised you things, and you can expect him to fulfill the promise. Well, I, I can't make God do No, you're not making God. God said, I promise you, I'll do this for you if you'll believe me, if you'll meditate on me, if you'll act. Y'all getting quiet on me. I'm not going to read all the scriptures, but I want to pull out one. You know, the Bible says, in Ephesians 6, 10 through 16, to take up the whole armor of God. And I want you to look at one. I'm going to read it all. We don't have time. It says, therefore, take up the shield of faith. Verse 16 
above all, above all, above all, how about maybe the most important one, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. What are fiery darts? Thought fears. Fears of thought. How are you going to describe it? Man, where'd that come from? My kids don't love me anymore. I'm, on my, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to, oh man, I'm going to be a failure. My whole family's going to be upset. They're going to know I'm a, what about God? God said, I got you. Raise your faith up. And he'll quench the fiery darts of the wicked. Paul used a Roman soldier. You know they dip their shield in water to quench the fiery darts. They soaked it in water. Things heavy. Your faith's heavy. Your faith's mighty. Your faith will quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. Bow your heads today. Father, we thank you for your word. And Lord, as you bring us through this, help us to be overwhelmed by faith, overwhelmed by you and the Holy Spirit. We bind the spirit of fear, not from you, over this congregation. Lord, that 2023, no matter what comes down the lane of, or what comes down the road in 2023, through government, through people, through whatever, we rebuke it and we bind it in the name of Jesus. We're going to trust God. Your journey begins trusting God, accepting Jesus as Lord. If you're in here today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, will you do that? Never prayed. You've never prayed and asked him to come into your heart. Will you raise your hand and say, pray for me, Pastor? Anybody. So maybe you're in here today and you've been dealing with fear. It's time to break it off. We'll pray over you. You ain't got to lift your hand. You just have to receive. I'm going to throw the ball to you and I want you to catch it. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I bind the spirit of fear over jobs, over families, over houses, over children. I bind that spirit of fear over sickness and disease, over mental depression, in the name of Jesus. Father, I speak the joy of the Lord, the joy of our salvation, the peace of God that passes understanding. I, Father, I thank you that faith arises today, that we are overcomers, that we can win because of the blood of Jesus and that we have a Father who loves us and no fear comes from him, but only encouragement and strength. Thank you, Lord God, that you help us to get in the line where you've called us to be. Get in the right place, to be in the right place at the right time with the right people. Thank you, Father, that you stir in every heart today. And the people said, Amen. Say, Amen. Now, nah, Amen. <laughs>